So today, as we are just one week away from Easter, as a reflection, I want to bring you back to what the Bible says one week prior to the glorious um, or, or, or the episode where Jesus was crucified and resurrected. You know, last week we learned from Pastor Kevin that, that a word that brings light, it, it is not, not good that we just know about the reflection, but it has to lead to productive action in our lives. If the Word of God has allowed us to see clearly that as created being, it is not just what you do, it is not just what roles you hold or what position or title you have, but it is really about who God is because He is the Creator that will bring us meaning in life beyond this life, beyond our lifetime. And just one week before Easter, I want to bring you to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. After the big episode of Jesus raising Lazarus from dead, after four days of being dead, Jesus performed one of the greatest miracles that he raised someone from the dead. But as you know how the story unfolds, that now he is facing his own death. But let me just set it up for you. It's also Palm Sunday. What happened in John chapter 12, verse 13? They took palm branches, they laid it on the floor, and they started shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who come in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Such a triumphant entry. But then right after that, the interesting part happened, which will be the anchor of my sermon today. In chapter 12, verse 16 to 17, because of how people celebrated Jesus, how the crowd came to him, and for, for what they perceived to the Pharisees as success, as fame, as you know, authority. In verse 17, it says, Now the crowd that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went to meet him. The Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the, world, how the whole world has gone after him. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Right after this verse, then you realize there's this story that came. A group of Greeks actually wanted to see Jesus. There was, a, you know, just now I was just saying that they were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. He is the king of Israel. And immediately John turned the attention. Instead of just Israel, he, he, he wrote the story, right? He must have something he wants to tell you. He said, now the Greek is seeking for Jesus as well. And in verse 23 of the same chapter, you know, um, then Jesus replied to the Greek that wanted to see him. You know, I, I, I don't know why they want to see Jesus, but I know they must be um, maybe impressed or they have heard a lot and they want to meet Jesus personally. It is like you have heard about someone's success and fame and you want to personally meet that person and probably interview that person. So they went to Philip and Philip went to Andrew. The interesting thing is Philip is also a, a Greek name, which means he can converse in Greek with those people. And then he went to, 
to Andrew. I'm not sure why Philip did not go directly to Jesus, but Andrew seems to, the pers- to be the person that always brings people to Jesus. You remember, it was Andrew that brought Peter to Jesus. It was Andrew that brought that little boy with the lunchbox to Jesus to feed the 5,000. So Andrew seems to be the connector. And this time around, he brought Philip and the Greeks to see Jesus. So for the first time, if you meet someone, what would you tell them if they want to see you? Jesus started by telling them this, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Not bad. Then he said in verse 24, very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honour the one who serves me. When they want to see Jesus, the first subject, the first topic that Jesus covered is that you need to die. Exactly. You need to lay down your life. I don't know, maybe time is not permitting Jesus to, to, to say too much to them and he went straight into the most important topic or, or John was trying to bring something out. But I clearly see there's a turning point here that Jesus is not only celebrated as the king of Israel, John is trying to say the harvest is not just for Israel or Jerusalem, but it is for the non-Jews who happens to be the Greek and Jesus talked about the harvest being the whole world. You know, in John chapter 2, when Mary wanted Jesus to perform a miracle, Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. In John chapter 7, the Jewish uh, leaders was challenging Jesus' authority. He held back and said, my time is not here yet. I, we, we hear again and again, Jesus hushed away his miracles and said, don't tell anybody. But this point, why do I say it is a turning point? It's because Jesus for the first time said, my hour has come for me to be glorified. Can you type there, turning point? What is the turning point in your life? What is the turning point in your life? Just type turning point. This signifies the beginning of the Passion Week as we enter into the Holy Week, or we known as the suffering of Christ. You know, the Son of Man is to be glorified. It is not like he is ready to get his Oscar. It is not like he is going to stage and finally get recognized. No, he is marching to this path we know it leads to the cross. There is, however, something that we we do not talk about much. That is death. You realize that of all the subjects that we covered in the Bible, Maybe, maybe as a Chinese, I'm not too sure, but we prevent talking about this word. I remember my mom said, don't say this word. And even Chinese, they don't like the number four because it sounds like, you know, say is death. So you have the leaf with 13A, with 3A. Your, 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 your house number is 13, then maybe 13A, 15. We avoid this subject, but... Can anyone really avoid this subject? We acknowledge that death happens, uh, but we, we never really dare to talk about it that much. And 
grabs the whole meaning of what Jesus is trying to say that you need to die if you want to follow me. We don't acknowledge it. The death of our loved ones are too painful to talk about. Our own death is too scary to talk about. But today, instead of denying it, instead of ignoring it or avoiding it, let's talk about something that we don't usually talk about, that is death. Let me ask you, just because, just because you are not dying, does that mean that you are truly living? Just because you are not dying, does that mean that you are truly living? It is like if I have insulated myself, I bubble wrap myself so tight, I'm so protected, but, but can I lose that touch? Can I lose that experience? Because I'm so safe until I'm not really experiencing life. Some people I know that has been hurt before, that has been wounded before, defended themselves so much that they no longer truly live. I remember someone once said this, what's worse than death is pretending to be alive. What's worse than death is pretending to be alive. You know, do we really want this pandemic to happen? No, but it comes and we have to deal with it. If you watch the Chinese movie, you remember the king always sets the entourage or the matzai to go and find what? The elixir of life, the ginseng that's a thousand years old. I think that's how they send the uh, uh, people to Korea and then, you know, they never come back. That's why we have K-pop. That's joke aside, but I just want to say this. Everyone is avoiding this topic, but today, let's look at the Word of God that gives life. Someone described it pretty well, Steve Turner, in his poem, Liberation of Death. I want to read the second part to you. He said this, Con men can't count it, thieves can't nick it, bullies can't scare it, magicians can't trick it, boxers can't punch it, nor critics dismiss it. Don't know, cannot know. Don't knows, can't not know, sorry. The lazy can't miss it, governments can't bend it, army can't defuse it, judges can't jail it, lawyers can't sue it, capitalists can't bribe it, socialists can't share it, terrorists can't jump it. The third world, unspared, scientists can quell it, nor can they disprove it. Doctors can cure it, surgeons can remove it. Einstein can have it, Govera can free it. The thing about death is we are all going to be in it. You know, Murakami said death is not the opposite of life, but it's a part of life. Can we really avoid it? I hope by now you know the answer is no. But I, I come to understand this passage better. Why Jesus spoke to the Greek about this subject is that in order for us to truly live, we need to learn to die. After the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ, fulfilling the prophecy of Zechariah 9.9, that truly Jesus went into Jerusalem, what happened was that this group of Greeks say, we want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Do you? Do you want to see Jesus? If yes, for what reason? You know, if you, know, if you want to know your reasons of wanting to see Jesus, 
check your prayer. Is it about a to-do list for God to fulfill? I remember when I first uh, uh, accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I, I prayed a silly prayer, but I, I, I said, God, if you are real, why don't you make this girl call me? And, and true enough, that girl truly called me, and I, I said, God, you are real. But I, I went with an attitude like, if you want me to believe in you, serve me. You know, that was when I was young. And then later on, if you check your prayer list, is it about God helping you to clear your exam? Is it about God helping you to get that interview, secure that job, get that promotion, start that business, find the right mate, find the right partner? I mean, you know, is it God giving you your first child? Is it God giving you your success? Is it about going to God again and again and again for different prayer lists that just fulfilling you? Jesus is saying, if you truly want to see me, you need to learn to die. Die to what? It is to first understand, collective, when we want to see Jesus, can it be not about our terms? Can it be about Jesus' own term? If we don't want to face the pain, the suffering, the, 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 the hardship that Jesus has gone through, do you think we should also enjoy the resurrection part? You know, our whole entire gospel, or, or actually from Genesis to Revelation, if you think about it, right, guys, from the Garden of Eden, they were being chased out, to, to Abel and Cain, Abel was murdered, to Noah, um, face a flood, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all of them went through a lot of hardship, to Moses, he was in the desert and, and not remembered. And I can go on and on to the prophets, to our own saviour. They went through hardship. But why are we not talking about these things that everyone has to face? Sometimes, I just have to say for myself, I want something from Jesus more than I want Jesus himself. My children each time say, Papa, I want to tell you something. You know what? They don't want to tell me something. They want to ask something from me. You get what I mean? Papa, I want to tell you something. I like these toys. I want to go this place. I want to have this. Do we carry the same attitude when we go to God? And if I am in the place of a father, and if I say, hey, Kira or Katie or Chaos, I want to tell you something. Sometimes it's really to surprise them and bless them. But sometimes it is hard subjects that I just want them to learn and grow up. And I think Jesus has this subject in his heart and say, you Greeks that are searching for some maybe philosophy or what, I want to tell you this. If you really want to believe in me, you need to learn to die. There is a real danger when all of us become consumers of God's life rather than participants in God's life. We pick and choose what we like, like a buffet line. You know, we select the channels like we watch Netflix. We choose whatever we want and leave whatever we don't want behind. Christianity, however, it is not a buffet or not a spectator spot like you support your team. No, Christianity means participating in the life, the death, and then only the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the full gospel. We cannot pick and choose. 
If you want to experience the resurrected Christ, would you be willing to deny yourself, carry your cross daily and follow him? That is why Jesus set this term before the Greeks and said, if you want to learn to be my disciples, if you want to see me, you must learn to die. If you want to see Jesus, let me challenge you today. We must be willing to look death in the face. To the extent we refuse to acknowledge the reality of death, to the degree that we avoid and deny death, we refuse to see Jesus. Really, looking at it, acknowledging it and facing it is the best way for us to follow Christ. There is a temptation for us to skip this subject and get on to the resurrection. But resurrection is always hidden within death. There can be, however, no resurrection without death. To the extent that we avoid death, we avoid life. The degree to which we are afraid to die is the degree that we are afraid to fully live for Christ. Every time we avoid and turn away from death, we proclaim death to be stronger than God. But God has the ultimate victory. You and me know that. The unspoken fear of what if always grips us or holds us back to fully trust God, isn't it? Jesus did not ask us, you know, to just be safe from death. He actually promised us a more, a more abundant life if we are willing to die to ourselves. Jesus does not want you to just settle for survival. There is truly a way to live life fully. He knows that in God's world, His strength is found through our weaknesses. His victories might look like defeat to many of you. His kind of life may only be found when the kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It means this. Death might be the gateway, not the prison. The beginning, not the end. So today, where am I driving you to? Where am I hoping this sermon will speak to you? We are just a week away and it's considered the Holy Week. It's just a week before Good Friday, Easter Sunday. I want us to take this week to ponder. I want us to take this week to think of this subject. The grains of wheat that has to fall, what would be yours? You know what? Through death, when the grain of wheat falls, produces a harvest, right? And the harvest, what will happen? You will clean it and then you will break it and then you will bake it. What am I saying? It will produce bread. No wonder Jesus is the bread of life because he died and he became the first of the many that comes after him. I do not wish anything bad happened to you. When I say about death, I'm not asking you to try to do anything silly. I'm saying maybe it is time for us to die to our selfishness. Friends, maybe you are right. Someone hurt you. Maybe you are right. That person didn't, didn't, didn't really do the right thing. But maybe dying to your rights is what Jesus has done so that there's true forgiveness. You know, maybe it is about dying to your addiction, 
Just because nobody sees it, does that mean that it is okay? Some people say, as long as they don't hurt anybody, it should be alright. Maybe you are hurting yourself. You are blocking away God in your life. Maybe, maybe it is time for you to say sorry to your spouse. You have been too stubborn. You have been too prideful. Maybe it is time for us to take the whole week. It is, it is time to die to your, your image on the social media that you want everyone to like you and you push yourself to a perfect front that you don't even recognize yourself when you look into the mirror. Because whatever smiling picture that you are posting, you are not happy. I don't know. I'm not saying that's you, but I'm saying the way to truly live is to learn to die and trust in God. Whatever future that is ahead of you, I believe Jesus is right there. You know, so, so I, I just want to say this. If you are watching this, you are listening to this, and you have issues of addictions, even like drugs, gambling, pornography, masturbation, or any other, you know, the, the, the less sinful one that you thought about, uh, compulsive shopping, you know, addiction to um, scrolling or overeating, overcritical about everything. You know, maybe it is time for 2021 to say, I want to die to all these things so that I can live and resurrect together with Christ. You know, in 2012, um, one of my challenges was that church was really growing and uh, we moved to a new place. I realized I need ministry more than I need God. I realized that I am quite busy in church, God. Do you know that? I, I have more invitations. I, I, I grow to be a bit more confident in my, uh, maybe call, you call public ministry. And I realized this is so wrong. I need to learn to die to myself. I cannot let pride dominate my ministry. And I begin to actually had a chat with pastor and said, you know, um, pastor said, if you don't go this time to Bible school, you know, church is going to grow, your kids are going to grow up, it's going to be harder. That's a little episode of me dying to myself and say, okay, zero ministry for eight months. And you know what? I experienced such resurrection of my spiritual life. And I experienced so much of God's goodness that whole year. What about you? What about you? In John chapter 12, verse 25 to 26. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servants also will be. My Father will honour the one who serves me. What a verse. God will honour those who serves Him. Today, when you give your offering, let it die. Don't attach a string to it. When you do something good for someone, maybe you send something to another person to grab or what, let it die. Don't feel hurt if they don't repost it. Are you all with me? Don't feel hurt if they don't brag about your gift. It's okay. Die with it. So, this is our attitude when it comes to God. We have a God that came all the way to conquer sin and death so that we can have true freedom. 
my message is leading you to this point I want to say actually through death we get the passage is a passage to true freedom as followers of Christ do not be afraid if you lay down your life for God you have true freedom and I came across this interesting article it says that the people in Bhutan who knows to be one of the happiest nation in the world actually think about death five times a day uh, for the first time you're hearing it, it sounds a little bit creepy and scary like what kind of nation quite depressed must be a very depressing nation but it is not true they are one of the happiest people on earth why because if you really face death if you are really ready for it what else will hold you back you will only spend your time on very important things am i right or not so this week if you say jesus is so important to you why not you put some time aside you know say say a death to your habits and create more space for god dear all what are you most afraid of losing what are you most afraid of losing surrender it to god would you i want to encourage you to take the next week to to fast to pray as we enter the holy week you know take some time to fast and pray maybe just a meal or maybe over social media it's up to you there's there's no there's no specific uh, 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 SOP for you what, what you should fast but make it a point to ponder upon Christ and when we come to Good Friday you will have not just sit there and ready for a service or Easter just ready but you already condition your heart the whole week to encounter Jesus Christ can I have an amen you know just type amen if that is all right and Paul must have known this subject quite well to say that to live is Christ to die is gain it was echoed again in Romans 8 38 that Paul says I am convinced that nothing is going to separate me from the love of Christ not even death not even death can separate me from the love of Christ do we have such conviction Dietrich Benhofer says this when Christ calls a man he bids him come and die today I think if you are willing to say this prayer and say God I die to my sin God I die to my addiction God I die to my stubbornness God I die to my pride God I die to to my selfishness or, or I die to my love for pleasure or for money or for anything else God if I am ready to go through this path and crucify myself through all these fleshly desires would you resurrect with me God would you like baptism pull me up make me a new creation if you are that person you know you want to have Jesus in your heart so simple just say this prayer say Jesus be my God Jesus be my friend Jesus be my Savior that's all you know you don't even have to pray loud just just in your heart respond and say Jesus be my God be my friend be my Savior I want you to walk with me I want to congratulate you that if you do that for those that have been away because you say your excuse is that there's no physical service I want to tell you God is bigger than all physical challenges he's only one prayer away from you would you say I, I die to my own opinion about this pandemic I die to my opinion about what church is I just need you God I believe God will touch you amen 
I'm going to end with this song. Um, and uh, before, before we worship God again, uh, this song, it's uh, written by Isaac um, Watts, but resung by Chris Tomlin. But I just, want to remember, I, I just want to remind you, next week is going to be amazing. Uh, get yourself ready the whole week to encounter Jesus Christ every single day. But before we go, can I ask all of you that's on the screen, just worship God together. It is called The Wondrous Cross. The wonderful cross. Why do I choose this song? Because it, it says that it bids me to come and die. When I survey the wondrous cross, all I see is God pointing me to a greater life. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you as we worship you. May your presence saturate our hearts, saturate our mind, saturate our being that we know death is not the scariest, but our stubbornness sometimes, our selfishness is what really blocks us. Today, we want to truly live for the sake of Jesus Christ. Touch us and change us as we enter the Holy Week in Jesus' name. Amen. I trust that you have been impacted by the word that we have prepared for you today. I know God is doing a work on the inside of you. So it is my desire, it is my prayer that the word will change you from the inside out. And if you have been impacted and you want to be a part of what we're doing in spreading the word of God to the ends of the earth, you want to partner with us, I want to ask you, challenge you, encourage you, inspire you to give to our work so that whatever that we're doing can continually be done and we can do it better and we can do it far further to the entire ends of the world. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. God bless you and looking forward to having you soon. Take care now. God bless and bye-bye.